0: This is Unsolved Mysteries of the World, Season 3, Episode 5, Ed and Lorraine Warren, Part 2. Oh, they're crazy, Ed Warren said in regards to the people that come to them for help. Everybody who comes to us is crazy. Otherwise, why would they come to us? Dave O., a paranormal researcher, began his relationship with working alongside the Warrens in the late 1990s when he answered an advert the Warrens had published. The Warrens were conducting weekly classes at the Carousel Restaurant in Seymour, Connecticut, charging those in attendance $20 per head to listen to Ed and Lorraine speak of the cases they were involved with. In addition, the Warrens are suggested to have retained a portion of the food and beverage tabs of the guests. The classes ran for about two hours each evening, with an hour of lecturing by Ed and anecdotal tales by Lorraine. As a result of attending the classes, Dave was brought on board as an investigator. I forged a strong relationship with the Warrens and, from my end of things, a friendship built on trust and seeking out the truth, Dave explains. I spent a good amount of time at their home in Monroe, worked with law enforcement on their behalf, and assisted with presentations and other events. The fact that I brought a good amount of knowledge and experience prior to the meeting and that I was mature and in my 30s probably aided them in their need to appear professional. They often would seemingly handpick key people during these meetings to be seen with and involved in cases in the interest of preserving credibility. As Dave worked closely with the Warrens, he came to question their authenticity and the relevancy of their work. The investigations were cultivated purely as fodder for the calendar of speaking engagements, which gained full steam beginning in September and usually ran through the winter months. There would be the gala near October, while the lecture season was in full steam. Having examined one of the contracts put forth by one of their agents, I can attest that in the mid-1990s, they were receiving excess of $5,000 per lecture. Also, the sale of books based on these mostly fictitious accounts of hauntings. Lastly, lest you forget the classes held weekly at the restaurant. Admission was $20 cash per person, and the meeting averaged 30 to 40 people weekly. You do the math. Dave discovered that the Warrens were interested in two things, fame and fortune. And soon he found out firsthand how far they would go to obtain both. I perceived there to be a lack of professionalism, an ongoing habit of presenting half-truths to people they were supposedly trying to assist, and an overall sense of being in the line of work purely for self-marketing and promotion. Their ability to tell a story, capture the minds of others and appear credible was, in a word, inspiring, if not felonious. Dave says that most of the cases involved half truth, lies, and deception. He remembers one case in particular that inspired him to move on and disassociate himself from the Warrens. Dave was assigned to a case in New Hampshire, which was described to him by Ed as being the work of a powerful poltergeist. Smashed walls, a terrified family, and it gets worse from there, he says. I, looking for a serious case went for it with another fellow investigator. The stint went on for over two days, two days of no sleep, living in a small home with two totally stressed out parents and a truly mentally disturbed son of about 12 years of age. The crescendo culminated, with Boston Youth staggering into the house on Friday evening to interview Lorraine regarding this most heinous case of violent hauntings. Her love of the camera is only exceeded by her arrogance, I can assure you, he says. As the interview ensued, my colleague and I looked at each other with astonishment, the gall of these people. Lorraine, in particular, is legendary. She even attempted to have the news crew engage us for comment. We declined, thankfully. To say, after nearly three days of sleeplessness, and living among this very sad and desperate family was nauseating, if not depressing, would be a gross understatement. Dave says that the Warrens believed the family was under the influence of an evil poltergeist, but he says that the holes in the sheetrock were not caused by anything paranormal, and believes the mentally ill boy, who had a large assortment of karate trophies, was most likely responsible for the damage. He also states that the family was on the brink of financial collapse, as well as being told that an evil entity was the cause of their problems. According to Dave, once the camera crew packed up and Lorraine was interviewed, the family was abandoned and left to deal with whatever was troubling them. From what I understand, nothing was brought to closure on any account, he says. Once a case was exhausted and drained of its potential usefulness, in the terms of exploitation... Then the case was filed in more ways than one, usually by Lorraine, says Dave. I wouldn't refer to what was collected as evidence, per se, but often materials such as Ouija boards, black candles, and the such were taken off the premises of an investigation at the request of the prospective haunted person, he continues. Scientifically based evidence? No. Very often photos were captured at the time with celluloid film, not digital captures and these would indicate straight mists and blobs, etc. Ed Warren stated that these were evidence of spiritual manifestations. His ghost globules of yesterday are today's orbs, which have been exposed as nothing more than dust, pollen, and moisture. The astonishing aspect is that their minions were so enthralled, and I can assure you it was easy to be captivated by them, that in spite of being in the presence of the truth regarding a case or event, Said minions would not, or choose not to, see that nothing whatsoever had happened or was happening. Dave says that the Warrens were often embellished their stories to make them more spectacular, or even embellished events happening right at the investigations. Make no mistake, and I want to clarify this, I firmly believe that particularly in the early stages of their careers, the Warrens wanted to assist people experiencing paranormal activity of the sort he says. These people are not what I'd consider evil. I believe that because of the attention to them and their work, media interest, and other areas that tend to feed the ego, that at some point they just went off track. This is not an uncommon event and has been demonstrated to its ugliest heights, says, for instance, in Hollywood. It's predictable, he says. There were times when the Warrens' efforts had, in fact, helped some of the people and the families they involved with, continues Dave. Sometimes simple reassurance, perhaps a suggestion to bond more as a family, perhaps return to their faith, whatever it may have been, and that it may have been lukewarm. Sometimes they would remove which board that legitimately was opening a door that should not be opened ever Often illicit drug use was identified as the cause of what seemed to be a psychic problem Oft the case was simply dropped and no further contact was made by Lorraine with the person or the family Sometimes the people would end up in the class at the restaurant paying a $20 fee to hear their own story Dave went on to form a strong alliance with a few others in the Warren classmates, and together they were working on a case in which Dave O. suggested was the real deal and not a fairy tale the Warrens had concocted. The Warrens and others were also involved with Dave O. as the lead investigator. For the people involved, it was terrifying, he states. Can you imagine staying in the home of a family looking to you for guidance, advice, protection, and having assistant investigators running out of the house screaming in terror in the night. Funny, yeah, but pathetically unprofessional and ridiculous. Often this was the case, so I was out. I think one can draw their own conclusions about the elusive mystery of the Warrens and their agenda. Not sinister people just misdirected and caught up in their own fame. Some people are motivated by money, some power, and some by fame. Dave created a local investigative group and to this day continues to investigate the paranormal outside the limelight and the Warren influence. At this time, I would like to take a quick break to tell you about a website that allows you to search for the cheapest car rentals. Searching for the cheapest and best car rental just got a whole lot easier. Rent from the big brands you know and trust, and easily find the best rate without the hassle. You can rent a car in over 53,000 locations in over 160 different countries. You get the same great cars, but at a lower price. There are no booking fees or hidden costs. You're using the world's largest car rental agency, and most rentals come with free cancellation. Booking is easy and secure. Within minutes, you will have the best rental car options at the best price. If you need to make any changes to your booking, each booking comes with free amendments and phone support. You are basically getting the same great rental cars at discounts of up to 70% off. No one else can compare to the selection and price. To find the cheapest car rental, visit www.experiencethis360.com. At the top links, you will see a link called Best Travel Deals. Click that and use the drop down menu that reads best rate car rental. Links will also be available in the show notes. Again, that's www.experiencethis360.com. Now back to the podcast. Thank you for listening to Unsolved Mysteries of the World. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or your other favorite podcast directory and subscribe rate and review. We would really appreciate your support. If you haven't already, join us on Facebook to enhance this episode with photos, illustrations, and lively discussion. Look for our suggested links and do share this podcast with others. Perhaps you or someone you know will have a solution to this mystery. This podcast is created by Cold Rasta Studios and includes music and sound effects by John Savoy, Albert Ray, Gerardo Garcia Jr., Rana Szilard, Mattia Cupelli, Alex Lisi, Martin Kohlberg, and Adrian von Ziegler.